It's an age-old question, this little query. Nature or nurture? Let's start with some theories. P.J. claims four stages are series, but let's not forget Vygotsky, Erickson, Freud, so much to reconcile and pitfalls to avoid. Adolescence takes longer, so much to unfold. Parents want them to launch before they get old. Speaking of nurture and how to continue, I'd be remiss to omit early later experience issue. What happens early on has fascinating kinetics. It can shape biology via epigenetics. It was not known by many dearly departed, but the unchanging brain, it has been discarded. Our magnificent brains, they are neuroplastic. Also, you do not need to be old to be wise and pragmatic. I can give you some knowledge, you'll be happy to know. Adolescent moods level out, they soon find their flow. They get used to the hormones and reach a more steady zone. It was rocky at first with the testosterone. Enough with nature, let's talk social role theory. Nature's not the whole story, no, not even nearly. School siblings, teachers and peers, social cognitive theory, it upholds through the years. Nature and nurture, gender and sex. Confusing sexual scripts about what to expect. If the female wants it, she's shamed a slut. But if he doesn't get it, then he's in a rut. It's a double standard that's in your face rude, like media portrayals of how you ought to look nude. It's uncomfortable, but I could not avoid. If you thought that was bad, you should read Freud. In chapter 7, it all comes full circle, like Laura Winslow when she gets with Steve Urkel. Oops, I digress, cause I'm ADHD. But what I'm getting at is psychoanalytic theory. We scratch the surface in chapter 1, but later on, it gets much, much more fun. We learn about conscience and ego ideal, that it's your damn mother's fault the way that you feel. Then Eric Erickson, his stages are three, and for moral development, we need ideology. For congruence, it must give us purpose. If it's logical too, we won't have to reverse it. Enough about moral learning, right now I'm yearning, to return to parents, so on to chapter eight's learning. With authoritarian parents, young people get stressed, but that does not mean neglectful parents are best. Like most things, there is a middle. The rules of the house, they should not be a riddle. Authoritative parents are firm but still kind. They create a safe space for their kids to unwind. I will speak now about sociometric status. Developmentalists distinguish the best friend from the badass. Controversial children can be both at once, but the rejected child is relegated to dunce. The popular children, they are so cool. And in the context of contemporary school, Controversial children, they struggle with learning in an environment that left years truly yearning. Exceptional learners dig constructive as best, the teachers who go beyond that myopic test. Beyond my opinion, it's empirical fact. You can't fit the world inside a backpack. Constructivists indulge the kids who yearn to explore the beautiful world just outside the door. That's a good thing for too many drop out. When class is so boring, they want to shout out. Give adolescents some room to express. They'll overachieve and stress out much less. They will develop the orientation of masters, a growth mindset, learning deeper and faster. This is also known as self-efficacy. They'll rave about books and not ecstasy. It's difficult to arrive with no rites of passage. Westerners think they're just for the savage. Rites of passage, they give us an edge. It's why 19-year-olds continue to pledge. In the end, we all crave to belong while still managing to sing our own song. Shakespeare and Freud said the whole world's a stage but adolescence especially. It's a very tough age. It's an age-old question, this little query. Nature or nurture? Let's start with some theories. PJ claims four stages are series, 
But let's not forget Vygotsky, Erickson, Freud, so much to reconcile and pitfalls to avoid. Adolescence takes longer, so much to unfold. Parents want them to launch before they get old. Speaking of nurture and how to continue, I'd be remiss to omit early later experience issue. What happens early on has fascinating kinetics. It can shape biology via epigenetics. It was not known by many dearly departed, but the unchanging brain, it has been discarded. Our magnificent brains, they are neuroplastic. Also, you do not need to be old to be wise and pragmatic. I can give you some knowledge, you'll be happy to know. Adolescent moods level out, they soon find their flow. They get used to the hormones and reach a more steady zone. It was rocky at first with the testosterone. Enough with nature, let's talk social role theory. Nature's not the whole story, no, not even nearly. School siblings, teachers and peers, social cognitive theory, it upholds through the years. Nature and nurture, gender and sex. Confusing sexual scripts about what to expect. If the female wants it, she's shamed a slut. But if he doesn't get it, then he's in a rut. It's a double standard that's in your face rude, like media portrayals of how you ought to look nude. It's uncomfortable, but I could not avoid. If you thought that was bad, you should read Freud. In chapter 7, it all comes full circle, like Laura Winslow when she gets with Steve Urkel. Oops, I digress, cause I'm ADHD. But what I'm getting at is psychoanalytic theory. We scratch the surface in chapter 1, but later on, it gets much, much more fun. We learn about conscience and ego ideal. That it's your damn mother's fault, the way that you feel. Then Eric Erickson, his stages are three. And for moral development, we need ideology. For congruence, it must give us purpose. If it's logical too, we won't have to reverse it. Enough about moral learning. Right now I'm yearning to return to parents, so on to chapter eight's learning. With authoritarian parents, young people get stressed. But that does not mean neglectful parents are best. Like most things, there is a middle. The rules of the house, they should not be a riddle. Authoritative parents are firm but still kind. They create a safe space for their kids to unwind. I will speak now about sociometric status. Developmentalists distinguish the best friend from the badass. Controversial children can be both at once, but the rejected child is relegated to dunce. The popular children, they are so cool. And in the context of contemporary school, controversial children, they struggle with learning in an environment that left years truly yearning. Exceptional learners dig constructive as best, the teachers who go beyond that myopic test. Beyond my opinion, it's empirical fact. You can't fit the world inside a backpack. Constructivists indulge the kids who yearn to explore, the beautiful world just outside the door. That's a good thing for too many drop out. When class is so boring, they want to shout out. Give adolescents some room to express. They'll overachieve and stress out much less. They will develop the orientation of masters, a growth mindset, learning deeper and faster. This is also known as self-efficacy. They'll rave about books and not ecstasy. It's difficult to arrive with no rites of passage. Westerners think they're just for the savage. Rites of passage? They give us an edge. It's why 19-year-olds continue to pledge. In the end, we all crave to belong while still managing to sing our own song. Shakespeare and Freud said the whole world's a stage, but adolescence especially. It's a very tough age.